before we get into HWN number 16, I have a quote for you. Your brain doesn't align your beliefs to fit your life. It aligns your life to fit your beliefs. James Wedmore. Welcome to Happy Right Now, the podcast for female nine-to-fivers working to elevate their mindset and write the book of their heart. I am your host, Rebecca Kelsey Sampson, a fantasy and personal development indie author and marketer. When I joined the writing community, I could see the limiting beliefs holding my fellow authors back, and it became my mission to fight them. Join me for weekly mindset development and claim the transformation waiting inside you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happy Right Now. Today, I'm sharing with you part of a live stream series I did on Instagram to celebrate the launch of the Character Mindset Planner, a worksheet bundle for advanced character development. This is part one where we discuss belief, growth, early memories, and purpose. There is also a few minutes discussing motivations of Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire in that movie series, so it's pretty fun. Part two of the recording coming next week actually details an in-depth conversation about Harry Potter, Voldemort, and Neville Longbottom, so make sure not to miss it. I fully believe in the power of these worksheets and how they can transform your understanding of your characters and how they relate to your novel, but don't just take my word for it. Here is a testimonial from one of my early adopters, E.C. Woodham. Emma says, The character mindset planner helped me delve into the mind of my new MC in a way nothing else has ever done. I could see her coming to life on the page in front of me, a real 3D character with emotions, dreams, and fears. The CMP is exactly what I needed as I start a new WIP. Everyone that purchases the Character Mindset Planner gains access to an intimate and exclusive Facebook group, the World Creators Club. We have live streams weekly where we work together on our novels and get to know one another. For more information about the CMP and the World Creators Club, click the links in the show notes. Boy, have I missed recording. This is already so much fun. So now on to part one. Stay tuned next week for part two. We are live. This is so exciting. I've been wanting to go live on not a Sunday (laughs) for a really long time. So let me just post up a comment while we wait for people to come in. If you're watching from the replay, comment replay. So today I am really excited because we're going to be talking about... um, Oh, I'm sorry you're having a rough night, Rudy. Hi, Renee. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about author and character mindset and how they relate. Hey, um, hi, Emma. First, a little bit of a background. So as you guys may or may not know, 2017, hi, Air, 2017 and 2018 was a bit of a challenge to say the least. Um, I definitely had to push through a lot of things that I did not expect in my life. And at first, I kind of had to just ride that wave and deal with a lot of emotions and not know how to do anything and kind of just survive. And I feel like when you're thrown into a whole new scenario, hey, Sydney, um, that tends to be the first reaction is just survive. But then as the year went on and as 2018 began and ended, I was able to get a lot of new perspectives on my life and on the way that I was using my mind for personal development and so much 
within that realm that I learned, not hi Peggy, not only about myself, but when I was figuring things out about me, I found things out about my characters. Let me see if I can pin that comment from earlier because it wasn't letting me before. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, so I realized kind of that everything that was impacting my own personal mind was also impacting my fictional characters. And me and Peggy actually talked a little bit about this, about how you have a lot more in common with your characters than you realize that you do. So all of this kind of developed together. Hey, Cassandra. And it made me make some shifts. If you guys remember earlier on in the year in uh, 2018, I came out with the Happy Story Bible. And I feel like it was kind of symbolic of the way that I was thinking about my life and then developed into this new version, the character mindset planner that kind of came as kind of like a 2.0 of that. And it was also because it was a 2.0 of me. So we're going to weave in some information about that as we're talking because it all really relates. And it's kind of funny seeing the old happy story Bible and then comparing it to, hi, Kathleen. You know, Kathleen, Emma, and Peggy all got the Character Mindset Planner early. And they're going to be on my website with testimonials. So I will share that towards the end. The way that I am breaking this off, yeah, no problem, Peggy. I'll catch you up later, is today we are going through three different sections on author and character mindset and how they relate. And then tomorrow I am doing another live stream at 7 p.m., so an hour earlier, going into three different habits. And I'll leave in the things that I've learned and the way that it can apply. So anyway, back to the topic. So the three topics we are going to discover today is believing in yourself, which sounds a little cheesy, but hang on. Believing in yourself, um, growth, growth mindset, like learning from every experience. And then third, the purpose behind all of that. And it's going to go backwards. So we're going to start with belief, but first you have to have purpose, then growth, and then you become to belief. So it's, we're going to go in a backward stage. I don't know why I decided to do it that way, but that's what we're working with. So one, belief. You know, that kind of starts with the corny, like, you know, you just got to believe in yourself. And I actually sent um, a newsletter to people that had previously bought the Happy Story Bible talking about belief um, and how it kind of shifts everything because it's very different, you know, having a cheerleader in your corner and then believing something in your soul. Like you can have your family and your friends telling you, you're a great writer, you're a good author, you are doing this, you're amazing. But it's very different to have someone telling you that and then actually feeling it for yourself. And if guys, if any of this is like resonating with you, definitely share it with me in the comments. I would love to get chatting about all this stuff and even doing some sort of like a Q&A if there's any questions that pop up as you're thinking through this. Thank you guys for the hearts. So when I think about belief, it's something that for me had to evolve because while, and this is kind of like a weird internal thing, I felt like I have always thought, you know, that there was a bigger purpose to my life, that there was something that I needed to do and accomplish and I just hadn't figured it out yet. And I was jumping between a lot of different things, um, a lot of different hobbies and stuff like that. When I started um, 
like just a few years ago, I swore that I was going to be a photographer, a nurse, an accountant, like all the different things and phases of my life that I went through. I was looking for that bigger purpose and that bigger belief in myself. And it took me a really long time to find that. And I realized that I had to go through all of those experiences to build up to that belief in me and to force myself into a new stage of my life where I had to believe in myself or everything was going to fall down. Um, oh, good. I'm glad, Peggy, you've been working on mindset a lot this month because uh, we're definitely going to be sharing a lot about that. And if you guys listen to a few of my different other live streams where I talked about my husband, Chris, and the journey that we went on with his health the past few years, if you don't know that backstory, you can go to my podcast and listen to episode eight. Uh, of happy right now uh, and that kind of gives like my life history and how I decided and chose for myself that I had to start changing and I had to start believing in myself and it was something that you needed a catalyst you needed like an experience or a decision something had to push you because you needed to change and the only way you could change is if you decided and believed that you could go a different path. And that's a big step to take. So there's a quote. Um, it is, um, change happens when the pain of staying the same is worse than the pain of changing. And that's a huge, huge, like, like it's an easy, easy way to explain how people can shift into a new life so easily because it's either stay the same and just exist the way you're existing and you just can't anymore. That's when that next step happens. Um, Air says, I've always wanted to be a librarian since I was four and now I'm working on a master's degree in library science. That's congratulations. That's wonderful. As well as being an author. That's a great pairing. Emma, I'm with you there. I had big dreams and I knew they aren't great and I know they aren't crazy, but I sometimes struggle with believing that I'll ever achieve those goals. You can, Emma, like you have a great drive and you're really passionate. You can totally do this. Um, and what's funny is I think we talked about this before, the idea of realistic, the dreams that we think is just natural, you know, publishing a book. That is something that other people think is like complete crazy bananas. So keep going with what you're going. Peggy, I never had the self-assurance to be confident in my passions. My passions were and are reading and writing. I enjoy photography, but writing makes my soul sing. Then it, it sounds like you are confident in it then. If you think that it makes your soul sing, then you have to believe in it more strongly than you think you do, Peggy. Um, Kels joined. Hey, Kels. Um, and of course, Emma, you can do it. You can do it. Um, I have some crazy fun high goals and dreams. Yes. Hi, Russell. You should keep pushing for them. And the way I was telling this to somebody else earlier, you know, we're world creators. We're putting people together from scratch in our minds and in our souls. And we're trans transitioning that into paper. And that is not an easy thing. That is something that needs community support and encouragement and accountability is a big thing for us too, because that's really hard for us to accomplish. And we have to um, keep working at it every day. And something about belief is that belief is a muscle that grows. So the more that you accomplish little by little, the more your dreams grow. Like these crazy dreams that we have, we started with them probably a little bit smaller and then they just kept getting bigger and bigger. And 
um, my kind of like guru that I follow a lot, Catherine Zinkina from Manifestation Babe, she says that manifesting is like a muscle. You have to believe with clear clarity, this is what I want before it can ever happen. And the more beliefs that come true, the more things and goals that you wish for that come true, the more allowances you give your soul to wish and believe in something. So it starts with little experiences and little goals, checking off one thing on a list that then makes you feel stronger to grow it and to make a bigger list and to make something more grand of yourself. And it's those little steps that bring you into belief. Belief is a process. So you can believe in your abilities, you can believe in your success, you can believe in your soul and your passions and your purpose, but it's something that grows. You can do it. Yes, good idea, Kathleen. Have those mini pep talks with yourself. I think that that's really important. And belief is something that it's okay if sometimes you don't feel it because it is something that you can always find again. Losing your belief once isn't going to um, make it gone forever. So keep going, keep working at it, and you'll find that spark again. Yes, uh, we are creatures of habit and naturally feel an anxiety or fear what we try to change. Yes, new habits take time to build but can be built with non-judgmental consistency. That's a really great way to put it, Greg, that belief is also a habit and accomplishing goals and working towards something every single day is a habit. Writing a paragraph a day makes a huge difference and sometimes it feels impossible to finish like a chapter in a week but if you focus on just a paragraph a day you'll get closer. So all of those little things build onto each other and working backwards. So I said well, we're going to start with belief and then go down to the things that kind of build up to belief. Um, what time is it? It's already been 15 minutes you guys. Um, Belief can't happen until there is growth. And growth is such a wide topic. So growth comes from experience, things that... Hi, Charity. Everybody, Charity's book is out for pre-order, Red Aberrant. You can find it on Amazon. I'm really excited about it, and I pre-ordered it yesterday, I think. So, yep, new author alert. Woohoo! Congratulations, Charity. I can't wait to have my book for pre-order. Yes, so excited for you. Okay, so basically what you missed so far is we're talking about author and character mindset. We started with belief and relating it back to characters actually quickly before we go into the second topic of growth. And the your characters, they have the same problems that we do. And <laughs> I know that sounds kind of obvious. Hi, hi, Rochelle. That sounds kind of obvious, but I didn't even think about it that way. And once I made that little shift in my brain that making a reliable, real, in-depth character is like making a human. Um, Air, Charity's book. Uh, Charity, why don't you write the title in the comments so people can find it. Um, but characters, they... They, they have the same problems that we do. They have the same fears that we do. And since we're their creators, we're their authors, you know, sometimes people, like some authors like to say that I don't make the characters, they just come to me. Um, and I think that that's really funny. It's like they already exist and they're just transitioning them into paper. But that's what we need our readers to feel. We need our readers to read our books, read about our characters and emphasize with them. Um, and, ugh. 
that's something that a really good book for me is a book where I'm rooting for the character. Hi, Brandon. Where Oh, and Chelsea, everyone's joining in. Hey, guys. Um, where I believe in the character, where I feel for them, where I want to root for them and cry for them. And we can't have that, like, dimension of feeling if they aren't as well-rounded as we are. And one thing that I have as the start kind of, and this kind of like came to me in a dream, it was weird, um, but the start of the character mindset planner, which I'm going to share with you a bit um, towards the end, uh, it has this quote here and it says, we all start with a blank slate. And that's very true for us as children, as babies. And there's a bit in here about um, family history uh, and, you know, how you grew up. So we start with that same perspective and understanding understanding how your characters grow up, understanding the situations and lives and family dynamics that they were born into when they were a blank slate and how they absorbed that is a way to really add that death to your characters. So the way that you or I may struggle with believing in myself or yourself, the characters may feel that same thing too. Your main character has to really go through those feelings and go on that journey to believe in themselves as well. And sometimes that's like, <laughs> you must get the precious. <laughs> Thank you, Peggy. I love that. That's so funny. Um, and we have to work through those same journeys as our characters. And sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes one event that is such a significant emotional trigger that it turns you into a different person the next day because that was so freaking traumatic that you have to deal with it and you have to believe in yourself now or the world is going to end. So there's a lot of information between that. So your characters have that same struggle with belief. Hey, Mary Jo. And then right before belief and kind of like this weird triangle thing that we're building here is that growth that I started to talk about. And then I realized, oh, right, I'm talking about characters too and not just me. Uh, so growth. You learn from experience. You learn from your family. And I feel like those are the two biggest drivers of your character's mindset at the start of the story and at the end of the story. And how the plot moves along, how they learn from the experiences that they are kind of thrown into and then are they the same person at the end of the book probably not and that huge change in growth comes from um those different experiences and those family interactions the way that like greg was talking about your habits and how they change and develop when you have to like push through something oh charity has to go well we will catch you later oh thank you yeah anytime uh, so going through that transformation is not something that's easy. And the inciting incident is an experience that your character should learn from. Um, character deaths is something that's really big. Peggy says our inner lives are so vivid. Our characters inner lives should be visit vivid too. Yes. Even if we don't always get to see what they've been through. Yes. And that's something that I think is very important too. And thank you for mentioning that. Did you mention that? Cause you were thinking about some of these sheets, but some of the sheets in here may not exactly come up in your book, but they add 
color to the history that you know because you have to know your characters backwards and forwards more than the reader should and you get that background so you can understand how they react to situations experiences challenges one of the pages in here is and i'm showing you like the ones that are like half like written and scribbled all over because this is what i'm working on for my book as well <laughs> sneaky peggy so there's one sheet here I've partially filled it out called First Memories. Yeah, no problem, Air. I'll talk to you later. You can catch the replay later. And basically, it asks two questions. One, what is their first childhood memory? So what's your main character or your secondary character, whoever you're filling out these sheets for? What is their first childhood memory and why is it significant? And when I think about this, and I don't know if this is going to sound sad or if you guys are going to relate with this as well. My first two childhood memories that I remember are, one, the first day of preschool. You guys remember that shit. Like, that's dramatic. I was crying, holding onto a pole, and they had to, like, yank me, pull me off of this pole, like, by my torso. They were like, get off, like, pulling me off of this pole because I would not leave my mother. Crying hysterically. And then I puked on them. So that's my first memory is being left behind with strangers and how that made me feel and how hysterical I was. So that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. The second memory that I have is when my dad moved out of our house as my family was getting divorced. So that's maybe around four and then around five. And these are significant emotional events that help kind of... Um, kind of guide me where in both instances I'm kind of being left and I have to work through that and I feel like that it's weird because I feel like that has a lot of impact into the character that I am a character into who I am right now and how I feel a lot of independence and responsibility and I take on more than I have to because I feel like it's all on my shoulders because I'm the one that's left if that's sounds really depressing <laughs> but I think it's kind of a good point on these first memories and how they can create um or add to those stakes in your novel and to give you a little bit of insight into my young adult fantasy I wrote down here that my main character Ember Dragon Daughter she is a lost princess um her earliest memory is her kind of kind of like her adoptive mom really it's her kidnapper but she doesn't know that yet um her adoptive mom is scolding her for talking to one of her schoolmates she says no ember hearing on i have a quote never speak to them don't be nice to them they will slip up they will die for sharing your secrets so that's a huge burden for a small child to have and she's being told to isolate herself from an early age because her parents know that she's the heir to the throne. She does not. She just knows that she's a girl with a deformity. She has dragon scales. And if she made any friends and they found out about those dragon scales, they might accidentally reveal that to the wrong person and they might die for that information. So that's a really dramatic thing for a childhood to remember, um, for a character to remember. And then that can easily be incorporated into my story through some sort of flashback. Hi, SK. Um, and then 
also it's a bit manipulative because while the moms were doing something that they thought was helping their child, they were also kind of manipulating her to make her feel like she had to be isolated to stay safe. And that's something that's way too intense for a child to bear. The second part of this first memories page is what was the first incident in their life where they felt unsafe? And can it be related to the inciting incident? So I put this here because fear, safety, those are kind of those initial pillars that everybody has to go through. And you guys may relate to this, that a lot of the fears that we have in our life, if you think down to those root causes, it's because it's it's not a good environment for us. It doesn't feel safe. It feels like this is something that could hurt us. And the way that as parents, we help our children, we are always trying to work to make them feel like they're safe. As parents, this is a big deal for us as well because we think about what were our, our children's first memories be and we have to um, feel that almost like that responsibility and that's pretty intense. So Brandon, do you have kids actually? I don't know if I've asked you that before. Happy Right Now episode 10 relates to this idea of growth and growth both for us as parents and people and also for our children and for our characters. All of this growth of life experiences and what we learn from our families. In episode 10 of Happy Right Now, I have the Tony Hobbit, I keep saying Hobbins, Tony Robbins writing hack and that has to do with you asking yourself these simple questions. And these are not in the sheets, but they're a great way to kind of add color to the ones that have to do with family. Um, one of the questions is, um, which parent, and this is kind of like a dramatic question, whose love do you crave the most, your mother or your father? So it is not the same thing as asking who do you love more, because we all intend to love everybody the same. But there's always somebody that we have more that we want to prove with. And that could be your mom, that could be your dad for many different reasons, but understanding whose love you crave more and why is a big driver, both for me emotionally, I realized a whole lot of things about myself when I answered that question, but then also for our characters. Because for example, if your main character craves attention from their mom more, that might impact their other um, female relationships down the line. Or maybe they have a bad relationship with their mother and they don't see their mother as trustworthy. Oh, yeah, Emma, your, your fur babies are pretty cute. Um, thinking about those questions, um, it impacts, even if it's not coming up in the story like Peggy mentioned, um, it does come up in the way that they act around other people. So Peggy said, I craved my dad's love the most, so does my main character, and she is herself thinking she doesn't need a father's love. Yeah, that's something that's, I can kind of, learning from these experiences, and this kind of relates to point three, so I'll bring that in right now because we're already half an hour in, um, but those experiences, you either embrace them and want more of them, or you rebel against it. So that comes in to part three of this conversation. So we went over belief for both. I should have brought water. I always do this to myself. I'm like, I'm dying. So 
we talked about belief for us and for others, for your characters, then how you, before you can believe, you have to have that growth. So you have to go through these experiences with your family and uh, different situations, the inciting incident in your book. You have to go through these things that you need to kind of overcome or embrace. Sometimes embracing something is all you need to do to believe. So you have to have that before you can believe. But then before you can grow, you need to have purpose and not purpose like as in life's mission purpose as in something to overcome something to gain um or something to avoid so getting that goal that stake is a huge part of both our lives and what we are trying to achieve and also our characters what they are trying to achieve there's so much interwoven between this and if any of you were actually let me check who's intending I don't think yeah I don't have any of my like official students when I put out the um social media for mindful authors course uh this is actually part of the slides that were covered in that course and that is goals and every single goal for it to be impactful in your life you have to understand what you are gaining from it, but also what pain are you avoiding? So it has to be dual focus. So this purpose or this goal, what is at stake for your character? Um, having something to overcome and avoid is really important. Rochelle said, my character craves both, mostly her dad's and she ran away as a teenager. That's a very interesting plot point. Um... <laughs> Greg, I just need to close down my online private practice and do writing classes and coaching. You would be very good at it, Greg. I think you would. Um, Peggy said, I'm going to be catching the rest later. Yes, go enjoy food. Uh, have a great night, and I will message you later, Peggy. Um, but having something to overcome and gain is so important because everything has that um, duality to it. And with our characters... Um, it has to have that negative and positive, like thinking about, um, this is kind of, uh, weird, uh, thinking about Spider-Man. I was thinking about this earlier. So Spider-Man at first, he's like, oh, well I can use my powers to get money because I need a car. And I'm thinking about the movie here, not the comics, but in, um, the one with Tobey Maguire. So Spider-Man is like, oh, I can use my special powers to win a wrestling match, to get money, to buy a car, to impress my neighbor cute girl. So that is her first, like, initial stake. Actually, hang on, that reminds me of something. Another worksheet. I just love worksheets, can you tell? Um, character meets plot. And the way that this interwoves is that and you may have noticed this as well, that always the initial goal is never really the end goal at the end of the novel or at the end of the movie. It's always this bigger transformation or a goal underneath the goal that they didn't realize. Or they started with one thing, then the inciting incident happened, and they're like, okay, crap, I don't need that at all, actually. There are so many things that are much more important than that. So when thinking about Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, he was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to get a car. Like, he had superpowers, and that was his main girl, getting the girl. But then when Uncle Ben died, and that was really sad, and he's like, oh, great power, great responsibility. He's like, wow, if I had been paying attention, if I had used my powers in a different way, if I wasn't just trying 
to get the girl and have this initial kind of not superficial goal because obviously love is a very important goal but the way that he was approaching it he saw more in his life and he wanted to one keep this from happening from anyone else so he was trying to avoid more pain avoid more death um, and also kind of feel a little bit less guilty and then the second part Um, is he also wanted to uh, save people, make sure that this doesn't happen to other people. He was trying to gain kind of that forgiveness. He felt like if he was able to help other people, then he could make up for the fact that he felt responsibility for the death of his uncle. Um, And also, you know, get revenge. Revenge is a pleasure point, which is like, not ideal, but, you know, a lot of characters go on revenge. And I don't know if this is you guys or just me, but whenever somebody dies on TV and they say, avenge me, I get really effing pissed off. I'm like, are you serious? You used your last words to spread more hate, to put hate in the, in your, the person you love's heart and tell them to go on a vendetta that will likely end in them being dead too. Like, I just pisses me off. Does that piss you guys off too? But anyway, so when I think about purpose, I think a lot about Spider-Man and also like Harry Potter. (laughs) Harry Potter didn't really want to be the hero, but he was kind of forced into it. And then to avoid death, you know, he started learning more magic and trying to fight Voldemort. And then he's like, oh, it's not just about saving myself anymore. I have to save the world. So that's a huge amount of responsibility and definitely an evolving goal, a goal beneath a goal. Uh, So those were the main three things I wanted to go over today, but I have some other notes I wanted to bring up. And it's actually some quotes, because if you guys have the Happy Story Bible, um, you know that I put in a few quotes in there, and I have some quotes in here as well. Some of them are the same, some of them are different. No pressure, Harry. I know, right? Like, it's a lot for a little 11-year-old. Uh, Yeah, it pissed me off too, uh, Rudy. But I have some quotes in here. I wrote down a few of them. You must be three people at once, and I think this very much relates to us as writers. The writer, the character, and the reader. So as the writer, we need to be able to, you know, write what we know, put in our own take on these different scenarios, and but then we have to also be the character and understand what they need outside of what we need, and not just, like, try to make a cool action scene happen that doesn't make any sense we have to understand the motive behind everything that the character is doing because it leads to this overall um feel of your novel and making them feel more dimensional if you treat them like people then your reader the third thing you need to think about um is going to see them in a different light giving like that's the problem with having like flat characters or characters that don't um, make a lot of decisions that follow along with the plot that they don't actually put action on the plot and make the things change because of their own um, situations mistakes things that they pursue Um, (laughs) thank you Russell Um, so all of that together is kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to do the character mindset planner and how I feel like it's such Um, an upgrade from the generalized, um, I feel like in the Happy Story Bible, I had like a section on characters and on settings, world buildings, um, and brainstorming. And I did a little bit of 
a few different important topics, but this really dives deep into the characters, and that's why it has some of the same character sheets, but also then goes deeper with all of the other sections of it. And having that evolution where technically, while this is for your fictional characters, if you answer these questions for yourself and for who you are, you're going to learn a lot about you too, which I think is really unique and interesting because it starts off and I have like some announcements and like cool things I'll share at the end, but just to give you a little bit of an overview of some of these pages. Of course, I have like little introduction talkings. I'm like, hey, why this is cool. You should love it. Here's how you use it. Um, and some of you saw a few of these on my Instagram feed. Um, this is, the first few pages are similar, um, just like slightly tweaked versions from the Happy Story Bible. But it goes initially into kind of the superficial places first. It starts with, you know, what do they look like? How do they present themselves? Things like that. And this with these characteristic sheets. And I love printing these out. My Story Bible like the one for the YA fantasy I'm working on is so big because I just keep printing these sheets out over and over again for every character and filling them out a million times. And like, I actually like to take sticker paper and print a picture from Pinterest and put it in this spot. Then there's another layer that goes a little bit more into that in the, the personality of your main characters. And you'll be able to see like close-ups of these on my website. Um, but it'll go into, um, you know, how they feel about themselves and their confidence, which is pretty big. Um, and then there's the other sheets that I haven't totally finished out yet. I have like pieces of them as I'm writing during my lunch breaks, but different like emotional feelings behind, um, how they react the way that they do and filling these things out for yourself as if you are a fictional character is really interesting so like how we talked about the first memories and how that impacted my life but also and this one I have on my uh what's it called on my Instagram feed so you can actually zoom in on this one but fears hidden lessons so understanding the root cause of everything that your character is going through and why a lot of it leans back into fear and how they're feeling and what they want to accomplish by you know the purpose and the goal what are they trying to avoid and then filling this out <coughs> in my social media for mindful authors course that i had up last year um i did something similar to this for myself and uncovered what my drivers are for my personal goals. And a lot of it was to keep my family safe because I felt so out of control for such a long time because situations kept happening to them and I had to come and help keep them together and pick up the pieces and feel, you know, responsible for so many more things that normally, like normal people shouldn't feel responsible for. Uh, and that well-being and fear and just... There were so many emotions tied into 2018 and all that we went through with uh, my husband's health journey. And then the years before that when I was unemployed. So all of those things kind of mixed into this need for security that I have that I realized that my character has kind of a similar feeling, but just from a different perspective. Her root cause obviously wasn't cancer. Her root cause was being isolated as a child. So all of those different things played in together. So I wanted to call that out as part of the character mindset planner because it does come out tonight. Uh, I'm going to 
put it live a little bit early after we're done talking so that I can get a good night's sleep and possibly have some champagne. I feel like that would be a really fun way to end the night. But it's going to be live on my website. Let me show you a little bit of a sneak preview. Let me unplug my phone here while we're live so you guys get this little behind-the-scenes look um, before I announce it officially tomorrow. But if you're watching this or watching the replay, as soon as we're done, I'm going to press a button and it's going to go live on my website so you're able to check it out early. So I have here, let me turn this around. So this is the sales page I'm putting together for the Character Mindset Planner. So I have some great pictures, not only from myself, but from some of the people that got it early. And then here I have testimony. And let me see, are you guys still here? Peggy, you don't know, Peggy had to leave. Emma's still here. Kathleen is still here. So first I have here... Emma, hey, look, it's you, E.C. Woodham, author of the Lights Out Club. Ooh, exciting. So uh, Emma got to see this early. Hi, Chelsea. Um, so I feel like, did you leave for a second and come back? I feel like I saw you just a minute ago. But anyway, so Emma has a testimony here on the page. So does Peggy. And then Kathleen as well. So they got it early and they're sharing their opinions on the website. So you get to check out what they think about it. Real people that are using it and, you know, not just me. <laughs> and then I have here a explanation of each of the worksheets, what they help you with, and also an explanation of the free bonuses that come with it. So one of my favorites, and this was in the Happy Story Bible as well, was the click quick glance character tracker because it's just easy to forget you know what everybody looks like when you have a huge cast of characters but what's really exciting that I'm going to be sending you here oh cool cool Chelsea listen as much as you can I'm actually going to be slicing together some of this episode or this live stream and tomorrow's live stream into a podcast episode so you can listen to it then too but one of the free bonuses, and I just emailed everybody that purchased the Happy Story Bible. They got an email about this. So everyone that purchases the Character Mindset Planner will also get it. But I'm going to be doing a live plan with me, which I am so excited about that. So I've made a kind of like a secret Facebook group. It's called the World Creators Club. And on Sunday, I am going to go into every single page in this character uh, in this character mindset planner and fill it out live with you guys so the intention is that you can fill it out and I can fill it out at the same time so we'll be able to have fun and ask questions and kind of elaborate on all of these different charts so we are going to go into this and I'm going to fill it out for my character's love interest. So we're going to go through that live. So you'll get some behind the scenes of my book, how my love interest character works and their inner, inner ticking, and also just have some fun together in a secret Facebook group that will only be for people that have the planner. So that'll be really fun. So this over. I use Wix for my websites because it's very easy. So let me go and click publish boom okay so now this was my website and it said join the wait list now since you guys are here you'll get the insight early you can click it to go 
um, to that page and learn more about the Bible and get it early. And of course, if you don't have the free chapter planner, you can get that here as well. That helps me a lot. I actually use that every day. And I wanted to mention one thing. If you aren't yet on the newsletter, this is a great time to join, even if you don't think you want the Character Mindset Planner yet, or if you want to check it out and wait for another time to purchase it. If you join the newsletter, then you get access to freebies. So I'm really excited. I'm going to be updating this page over the weekend slash into next week. So it's going to have a lot more content in February. But when you join the newsletter, you get a special password. And to get here, you just click the free author resources up here and you get access to a secret page that has a password. And when you get into that page, and there's going to be like three more freebies in here for February. So I'm really excited. So you get to watch um, past live streams, Instagram story templates. These were based on NaNoWriMo. So I'm going to add some more of these. Um, you can read all previous um, newsletters. So then you get kind of all of the mindset advice that I've shared in the past. You never have to miss any because I share an archive of all of them here. Uh, then, of course, the chapter scene planner that you get when you join but I want to mention here, and these are two pages I'm going to update this weekend, is I have nonfiction book recommendations. So I go into all of the books that I've loved reading. So I have some nonfiction books here, and I'm going to update that to include Save the Cat Writes a Novel. This is something I use every day with my writing, The Emotional Thesaurus, and it's really helpful. And also, I need to update the fiction book recommendations because, guys, I just finished the second book in the Three Dark Crowns trilogy. Oh, my God. That's a good series. So I'm going to start the third book tomorrow, basically. And I'm really excited to incorporate that into these fiction book recommendations. So if you have anything in common with me, if you like personal development and young adult fantasy novels, then you can get recommendations directly from me on my website, as well as some bunch of other free tools and free planning. Um, I'm doing a lot of revisions right now for the third, third and fourth draft of Ember Dragon Daughter, especially with my new writing coach. We're doing a lot of revisions together. And I'm going to be updating probably like a revision checklist and things like that in the next few weeks. So I wanted to bring that to your attention just in case you haven't joined yet. Now there are 10 minutes left. So do you guys have, God, I need water so badly. <laughs> do you guys have any questions about author mindset, uh, what we covered so far in the character mindset planner? Tomorrow, as a reminder... Um, I am going to be doing another live show. It's going to be also related to this topic, but it's covering three other sections. Um, so today we talked about belief, growth, and purpose. And tomorrow we're going to be talking about kind of what I alluded to with the Tony Robbins writing hack. So habits, motivations, uh, what you have in common or as opposite of your kind of protagonist-antagonist relationship, and also the idea of choice. So we're going to go into a lot those three different sections and kind of where your life and your character's lives can diverge and change depending on what you decide to do with the lessons that you are given. So that's going to be really interesting and I can't wait to share it with you guys. And if not, if you don't have any questions, I will sign off. 
don't remember, if you have purchased the Happy Story Bible, check your inbox because I sent you a link to the Facebook group and also whenever you purchase. Um, and Greg, you should have gotten the email as well so you can join the Facebook group. Uh, so when I get... Um, I am so sweaty and I need water. So then everyone that purchases the Character Mindset Planner will also get access to this exclusive Facebook group where we can just engage, uh, ask questions, be a community together, and also do that live plan with me. So that's probably going to be like two hours or something crazy on Facebook Live in the Facebook group going into every single one of these pages. And I'm really excited to answer some of these questions for the love interest because he has a very complicated family relationship. Yes, definitely. Hi, Life Road Path. Yes, exclusive group. So it'll probably be 20 people or less. So it's going to be really fun and together and engaging and that like one-on-one -on -one connection and we can ask so many intense questions too. So we can go into our personal lives and our characters' personal lives. So it's going to be fun. So I wanted to share that with you guys. And I have a quote here. And you would think, um, hang on, where did it go? I have it here. It's a Quentin Tarantino quote. And you guys are going to hate me, but I actually don't really like Quentin Tarantino movies. I know, don't kill me. But he is a very smart individual, and I am interested in the things he says. So I have this quote here that I think relates to what we're talking about. As a writer, I demand the right to write any character in the world that I want to write. I demand the right to be them. I demand the right to think them. And I demand the right to tell the truth as I see who they are. So, <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not alone, Emma. Um, so I thought that was a really impactful quote and very related to this because we live, breathe, and really dive into our characters and figure out who they are and a lot of it has to do with who we are and a lot of it is related and through the lenses of our own experiences and then either sharing embracing that or the opposite of that there's so much that interrelates in making a good character and also taking care of yourself so I wanted to bring all of that together so thank you guys so much for listening today I am going to go get a water bottle and chug it because I am so thirsty. So the Facebook group, exclusive access. I'm really excited about that. And then also the Character Mindset Planner is available now because you guys are watching this live show. You know that it is available. I'm not telling anybody else that it's available until tomorrow. So if you want to sneak in, get in there early, you can go ahead and have it for your Thursday and Friday to get ready for the weekend. Thank you, Emma. I appreciate you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, everybody that came in today. And if you guys are watching the replay, make sure to comment replay. And you can find all this information on my website. So just click it from my bio. So thank you so much for listening today. And I will see you tomorrow. Yes, thank you, guys. Bye. You showed up today for your success. Congratulations, world creator. To get the most out of HWN, join the newsletter. As a thank you, you receive for free the chapter planner and scene planner that I use for my own novels. Sign up for your free gift at rebeccaksampson.com slash join. It will be linked in the show notes. If what you heard today helped you and you think it will help your other writerly friends, please share this episode on social media. Take a screenshot right now. Tag me on 
Instagram and Twitter. My username is at Rebecca K. Sampson. As you know, reviews help authors and there is no difference here. Leave a review on your favorite podcast app to help spread the word. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. I sincerely appreciate your time.